Coming up on today's episode of Sports Talk from the Crib, we're going to talk a little basketball. Kemba Walker and Zion Williamson. What is going on with these two guys' careers now? I'm going to give you my top 10 defensive players heading into NFL free agency. All that and more coming up. Let's get started. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. It is Wednesday. We're going to talk a little basketball and football today. And the first, you know, topic I want to get into is what this was one of my favorite players, you know, through the years. And now it seems like he can't get on the court and he's just not how he used to be. Yes, and Kemba Walker. That's who I'm talking about. Man, did he have an incredible career in college? At UConn, when he did that, this re- crazy run from the Big East tournament into making the UConn national champions. Then he goes to the Hornets. Michael Jordan, this, you know, praising this guy. He looked like Michael Jordan at points in his career there for him. I think he even had a 60 point game. And now, can't get on the court. He looks not even a shell of himself. It's kind of sad, actually. So recently, it was announced by the New York Knicks that they are Kemba Walker is being shut down for the rest of the regular season. He's not going to play again this year, and this goes to show like how fast your career can go. I think Father Time really has hit Kemba Walker because it just hit him hard. He played for the Celtics last couple years, didn't really mesh well. Um, even during the playoff runs with Tam and Jalen Brown, and just kind of seem he's supposed to be that guy, that third guy that really puts the scoring and and things on the table, but he just wasn't that. And now this year it's even worse. He's having career lows, 11.6 points per game, only three and a half assists. He's only getting 25 minutes a game. This is a four time all-star. You know, he, was the guy, and now he's not. It's just he's not even the second or third option anymore. And now he's just out of the rotation. They decided to sit him down. Uh, he is on an expiring contract. So he's going to be making $9.2 million next year. Last year of his deal, he signed a two-year, a little over $17 million to join the Knicks this past offseason. So is this a little bit sad to see? <laughs> Sad to hear, you know, Kemba Walker, he just he can't play any kind of defense. When he's on the floor, I mean, this is defensive, reli- you know, live ability. Uh, the Knicks are just bad now this year, too. They're 12th in the East, under 500. It's a very disappointing year for the Knicks after making the playoffs for the first time in a long time last year. It is um, a little disappointing. For the Knicks, and it's disappointing for Kemba Walker's career of how fast it really does seem to hit him. Hopefully, he can rejuvenate himself, you know, come next year. But I don't really see it. he's in his 30s now. 
So I don't know about Kemba Walker. He's not going to be that guy anymore, obviously. But at least maybe try and do what Carmelo Anthony's done in the last few years of him, of his career. Now that's like be that third guy somewhere. Get back up to being like that. At least that third guy on the team somehow, somewhere. Now, since we're on the NBA topic, the next one is Zion Williamson. Next player I want to talk about. Now, Zion is a whole different game compared to Kemba Walker. We know what Kemba Walker did. We know he's at the end of his career. He's not, you know, like his one self. But we know Kemba Walker put it all out on the floor. He gave it all he had every single game. That's one thing I really do commend about Kemba Walker. He didn't quit. He didn't do any of that. He played to win the game. He gave it his all every time he stepped out on the court. And that is not what Zion Williamson is doing right now. This injuring foot, whatever you want to call it, fracture, was supposed to be healed up, ready to go and playing, and he hasn't yet. He's being delayed and delayed and delayed. And now we're sitting at the end of February, and he still hasn't played this year. Now, we know when Zion's on the court, it's crazy. He has all the talent in the world. His athletic ability of being that big and doing the things he does on the court is insane. That's one thing we can all agree on. Double-double waiting to happen. He averaged 28 and 14 in his sleep. But one criticism of Zion, he's not a very good teammate. And one of the reasons why we're bringing this up because the story that came out, CJ McCollum, who was acquired by the New Orleans Pelicans in a trade, hasn't spoken to Zion. Zion hasn't even reached out. We know when you're injured, you're away from the team. But CJ McCollum's a damn respectable guard in this league. Him and Dame Litter, when they were in Portland together, one of the best two, one, two guards in the last decade. CJ McCollum still has a lot of him. This guy has all kind of has had all kinds of injuries in his career. He's still out there giving it his all. Like, man, Zion can't do that. Zion, there's pictures of him going out. You see how he doesn't want to lose weight? He looks kind of out of shape. Rehabbing a foot. Uh, J.J. Reddick came on the air and really blasted him. That's, I like J.J. Reddick as an ESPN host. I that's the uh, Finally, if we have somebody in the media that tells the truth, puts it out there saying this is what's going on, he himself has said, because he played for the Pelicans for a couple of years with Zion, Zion is a detached guy. I addressed him Inside of a, a, a huddle in front of the whole team, and said, "Get with like that was JJ Reddick came on air and said that, called him out in front of the whole team, but hey man, be a teammate, reach out to guys. That's part of being a team. Get into shape, working out with the team, communicating with the team, playing for your team." And Zion's not doing that. 
Now, could this be what he's just silently doing this on purpose because he doesn't want to be in New Orleans? Maybe so. Would he rather be playing in a big-time media place like New York? Probably so. Because we know he wanted to get drafted by the Knicks. He got ended up getting drafted by the New Orleans. So, that number one pick. And it's been no secret for three years. It seems like he kind of doesn't care. But he doesn't want to play in New Orleans. That's the biggest thing. I really don't think he wants to be there. And he's just being lazy. Silently. I don't really care about coming back. And deal with it. Get rid of me. He's silently saying get me out of here. Trade me. In the offseason. Trade me. Let's be real. That is what he's doing. I believe he could be in, could have already been back from being injured. If he rehab right, was in shape and everything, made a commitment, he would be playing right now. Now, we don't know. I don't know his injury seriousness or or whatever he is or was or his weight right now and all that. But that's what it's reality. It, that's what it looks like. Change the narrative. If that's not true, change the narrative. Do what you got to do. Get in shape and rehab and help your team win. You just acquired one of the best guards in the league. CJ McConnell is still that guy. Got Brandon Ingram in there having another outstanding year. Like, come on, man. Get out there with your team. Help them win. All right, so I'm going to give you my top 10 NFL free agents heading into the 2022 offseason. The defensive side of the ball. I'll give you the offensive side of the ball on Monday's episode. Now I'm giving you the defensive side of the ball. Now, there's some names in here I kind of left off. I wasn't too worried about, but they absolutely could be put in this top 10. Wouldn't mind it one bit. But number one, I have Chandler Jones, linebacker for the Cardinals. Like, this guy is a sack machine. For years, he's just sacking the quarterback like crazy. He had another 10 and a half sacks this past year. 36 pass defense, or um, excuse me, pressures. That'd be crazy if he had 36 pass defenses. Um, <laughs> but he had 36 pressures on the quarterback. 10 and a half sacks. He's my number one. He gets after it. Great pass rusher. Chandler Jones is my number one. Uh, number two, you know, that's another thing. Cardinals got a lot of free agents this year. They need to, they're going, they could, that team could change real quick. They got a lot of uh, offensive side of the ball, free agents, now defensive side of the ball. They're losing some key pieces. It'd be interesting to see um, what exactly their plan is this offseason because that's another big name uh, that's getting you double digit sacks year after year in Chandler Jones. So, number two, I got Marcus Williams, free safety from the Saints. One of my favorite players right now. 74 tackles last year. You know, eight pass defenses, I believe he had two. Like, this guy um, is lights out in the secondary. He helps that Saints secondary be locked down. He's one of the key reasons why they're able to lock down, you know, Tom Brady and not give him any pass. Because they couldn't, Tom Brady couldn't really beat him. Uh, but 
He's only 25 years old. He's going to get paid. Great young corner in the league. That's why he is number two on my list here. Um, number three, J.C. Jackson, another cornerback from the Patriots. He took over that number one spot when they got rid of Stephon Gilmore during the season with that contract dispute. So J.C. Jackson took over that number one role and didn't disappoint. I mean, he had eight picks. Hey, damn, 23 pass defenses, like, um, play lights out, man. He's going to be a – Patriots don't really pay anybody. So it'll be interesting to see if they franchise tag him. You know, because I think – what was his contract? He was only making like two, three million this past year. Like, I mean, that's a bargain. That's why the Patriots do. So it'll be interesting to see after spending so much money in uh, last offseason on the offensive side of the ball if – Patriots are going to be spenders again or not. At number four, corner. Carlton Davis from the Bucks. He was injured a little bit this past year, but he did play 10 games. He's like, yeah, he's a great man-to-man coverage guy too. So he would be a great piece for somebody contending to try and get him and have a lockdown corner on the outside that can play man-to-man. Line up against your number one receiver too. Carlton Davis was the lone real bright spot in that Tampa Bay Buccaneers secondary because everybody else kind of struggles in past events. And a lot of them were injured, including him this past year. He did miss seven games, but he's a key piece to uh, in this fantasy period. At number five, a pass rusher, Emmanuel Agba, defensive end of Dolphins. Like, he's an underrated guy. He kind of goes under the radar a little bit, but he's been playing really well since he joined Miami and came over from, you know, that signing from uh, the Chiefs in free agency. So, Emmanuel Agba. Another nine sacks last year. And another great thing, he had 12 deflected passes. So he gets after it. He's able to bat the ball down the line of scrimmage. If he's not getting to you, that's what he's doing. Emmanuel Agba bet on himself again when he signed this one-year deal with the Dolphins this past year. Now I expect him to get paid out there. I like the Miami Dolphins to retain him because you got to have a pass rusher. Uh, but I think he's going to demand a lot. Of, it's time for him to get paid. He's going to demand a lot of money this time around. At number six, I have Tyron Matthew, free safety from the Chiefs. You know, I kept thinking he was older, but he's only 29 years old. I feel like he's been in the league forever, you know, and he's only 29 still. But um, guy plays, you know, with no fear. That's what I love about him, the Honey Badger. He was a key piece in the Chiefs defense, one of the lone bright spots out there in the Chiefs defense with, you know, Chris Jones and them. So, Tyron Matthew, I have him at number six. At number seven, I kind of debated this a little bit. Von Miller, you know, outside linebacker for the Rams. He joined the Super Bowl winning Rams this year in that trade. Rams gave him gave up a lot to get him, but hey, it's worth it. You got your ring. You had an extra pass rusher to go alongside Aaron Donald and help him out. So, and he played pretty well. You know, he had five sacks when he came over from the trade, and then he had four more sacks when um, he got into the playoffs. So, you know, during the playoffs. But he is 32 years old. He is going to start going down a little bit, you expect. I think some of those numbers is, I mean, if Aaron Donald's getting double and triple teamed, you're going to get some sacks. And I felt like some some games Von Miller was just kind of really disappeared alongside that front. But that's why I have Chandler Jones ahead of him and Emmanuel Agba because I think they're better options at this point in their careers. 
At number eight, here's another really underrated guy that I love watching. Like, he's a great player. Cardinals didn't want to franchise tag him off from a contract. Then he bets on himself again last year when he signed with the Panthers on a one-year deal. Guess who I'm talking about? Hassan Reddick, outside linebacker. Another double-digit sacks uh, year. So, like, this guy's up to 23 and a half sacks the last two years now. This guy gets after the quarterback when he became the outside linebacker, you know, coming off the edge. It, it fits his game so great, and he just gets after the quarterback. Stop disrespecting this man. Like, I, he needs to get a bigger contract. He needs to get paid because I'd rather have him than, say, a Jadavian Clowney. Real talk. Because I think Clowney disappears too often. This year he did better because he had Miles Garrett alongside of him, but that's why I have Hassan Reddick at number eight. Stop disrespecting that man. Give him a deal. At number nine, I got Harold Landry, outside linebacker from the Titans. This guy was insane for him on defense. 75 tackles. He had 12 sacks on the year. He's getting out of that rookie deal now. He's only 25 years old. He plays pretty much every snap. Doesn't miss games. That's what you want. In a big time line, in your linebacker crew, helping them out, you know, helping out that D line, getting those. That's crazy, man. Like this guy is insane. Um, great year for Tennessee. We'll see what they do. They, I would imagine, they gotta try to resign him. But Harold Landry is going at number nine at my free agency list. At rounding it out, I got at number ten is Stephon Gilmore, cornerback, of course for the Panthers. Came over from the Patriots this past year. Uh, they signed him. You know, he was injured. He had a quad injury. But he did finish with two picks. He's 31 now. So, we'll see how it kind of rolls. Like, I know he's a great corner. I think he'd be a great piece of a contender, man. One of these playoff teams, they got to get, get Stephon Gilmore on their team to have that corner. Because he still has a couple years left in him. I still believe he like next year he could be still be a great lockdown corner on the outside. We'll see what happens with it. But Stefan Gilmore, number 10, he didn't get his money in New England. <laughs> That's why they got rid of him. Now Panthers traded for him. He may not get the money from them. We'll see. We'll see how much money he's uh gonna get out on the free agency market. That rounds out my top ten. Now there's some other players, like I said, I mentioned today. I can't never to Davian Clowney. Um, I mentioned him. I left him out of my top 10. Uh, Campbell from the Packers, who had a great year. I think he had like 146, 148 tackles this year. Came out of nowhere. It was a gr- great piece that Green Bay Packer defense. Um, he's but that is just so weird. He had that, you know, previous years, he never even came close to it. One remarkable year. Teams may be a little reluctant. To look at that and say, hey, do it for me one more year before we really commit to you all this money. So he may be a guy, kind of like in the Hassan Reddick situation these past couple years. Do it for me one more time, and then you get paid. I think he may be in the same boat how Hassan Reddick was these last two years. But now Reddick's going to get paid. And now Campbell may not because he hasn't done it consistently in back-to-back years. So... There's another um, one, another one, maybe Randy Gregory, defensive end for the Cowboys. His name's popped around a little bit. I I expect the Cowboys to try to retain him. And um, 
you know, keep him on that defensive front because he's changed his life. The problem is you don't know if he's going to get in trouble or not. So that's the difference with Randy Gregory. That's why I didn't have him in my top 10. I do not know. He may get in trouble. Dallas may be his only destination, really. You know, he's played well there when he's uh, not in trouble. Um, but, like, yeah, those are some key free agents made out of left off the list. But that is my top 10 NFL free agencies in 2022. And that'll wrap up today's episode. I want to thank you all for joining me here on Sports Talk with your favorite sports host, Tanner Christian. Remember, we are airing every Monday and Wednesday. It's available on all streaming platforms. Be sure to check out the website at feeltheheatentertainment.com. It's feeltheheatent.com. You can stream the podcast there. Check out the sport articles, and we have a merch store for you. Uh, and check out our social media networks at Feel the ENT on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Thank y'all for joining me again. Y'all have a blessed day. See you next time.